0: Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash iFanboy.
1: This is iFanboy's special edition Justice Society World War II. Chicago way. He
2: had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was the top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowin' revelry. He's the boogie-woogie bugle boy. Hello from
1: my fanboy special edition Justice Society World War II. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. The Animation Brain Trust has reconvened after only a week off. Paul Montgomery. Hello. Hello. Hi. And Dr. Ryan Haupt is out of surgery.
2: Good evening from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea.
1: And we are here to talk about Justice Society World War II, the latest DC Universe animated original film. Paul, which number is it? It's 41. 41.
3: In the DC Universe
1: animated original movie line. And there'll be spoilers in this conversation. Uh, it's basically feature length. It's an um, hour 24. And 84 minutes. We're, exci- we're all excited. We're all big JSA fans. When they announced this, we all couldn't, kind of couldn't believe it. I guess we have The Rock to thank for it. <laughs> since the JSA are going to be characters in his Black Adam film. And I'm still kind of in shock this movie happened.
3: I, you know, I, I, I feel like Jeff Johns and other people behind the scenes have been pushing the Justice Society in various ways. Right. Like, you know, we're not long-suffering Justice Society fans. We've gotten... Some JSA in our in our well, media, and all the the different TV shows.
1: This is true. They are characters on Stargirl. Stargirl. And they and, were on Smallville. But yeah. comics-wise, Paul, it's been a decade yeah. long. I wanna say drought, but near drought. Yeah,
3: I mean sort of back when I I discovered iFanboy when I I pioneered the Frapper Map Frontiers and found. <laughs> I, fanboy, um, I was big into the JSA then. And yep. then, yeah, it's sort of.
1: It's, it was one of DC's best books for years. Ryan was yeah. also a, a believer. Yep. And then they got shunted to the side at the New 52 reboot in 2011, which is 10 years ago. Yeah. They had their own book called Earth 2 for a while. Didn't really have the same feeling. I mean, intentionally
3: so. They were trying something new.
1: And then uh, that didn't work. And they kind of went away. They made a brief appearance in Scott Snyder's Metal story, um, which had some cool issues. And they they made a brief appearance in some awesome Hawkman uh, issues recently. But for the most part, not super in the mainstream of DC Comics. But that doesn't matter. We're here to talk about the film. And... The first thing I think is interesting is back when Ryan and I reviewed Superman, Man of Tomorrow, the first film post the Flashpoint um, change in the line. You know, they had that long line of films that were in a shared universe, and they were very much based in the early days of the New 52, but then they had Flashpoint, and they sort of got rid of that. Not Flashpoint. It was, um, what was the the Apocalypse Story. What was Politics it Apocalypse
2: War. Was that what it was called? right? They they basically no. Dark Side War. One of those. They basically no. Flashpointed
1: out the world. They they the Flash ran off to go back to Flashpoint to fix everything, and then that ended. And then we got Superman Man Tomorrow, which um, had a very distinct look, different than the previous films. New new younger cast, and uh, we were wondering on that show that we talked about the film if this was indeed the new shared universe. They hadn't really said, and. I don't want, I don't want to put any stakes in the ground, but this film takes place in that in that same world. So maybe maybe it is the new shared universe.
3: You were right the first time, Ryan. It's Apocalypse War. Yeah, Apocalypse War. That's what yeah. we're doing.
1: Yeah. So this one takes place in the same world. You've got Superman opening the film as played by Darren Chris. It has that same flash animation look with the heavy black line outlines. It's takes place in the early days. The early days of the superhero in the DC universe as uh, Barry Allen comes to Metropolis on a uh, little vacation with Iris. Oh, you're just skipping right over FDR. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that's that's the world we're living in. Is this is this shared universe with the with the Superman film? That's all I'm saying. We can we can go back. Okay. But
2: are you sure? I don't know if I agree with that. Uh,
1: it seemed to be it was Darren it was Darren Criss playing Superman. They wouldn't eh. they wouldn't cast the same guy unless it was the shared universe.
2: I didn't see I th- any evidence I of that. But.
3: Well, I, I don't... Si- I, I think, yeah, it's probably true. but They would cast then, a different then,
1: actor if it wasn't meant to be the same.
3: Yeah, but then, you know, you don't have to have watched that one.
1: No, no, not at all. I'm just saying it takes place in the same world, that's all. Yeah. That's an early, early Superman. Anyway, um, love the opening with, with, with uh, FDR getting the briefing on the Justice Society in prior to their entrance into the war. Um, they, he gets the full rundown of each character. I kept, for some reason, even though I've gotten a million PR emails about this movie and know everything about it beforehand, for some reason I kept expecting Alan Scott to be in that briefing, but he wasn't. Right. But we have Jay Garrick Flash. We have Carter Hall Hawkman. We have Hourman, Man. We have Black Canary. And we have Wonder Woman as the team leader. And that's sort of your... Rex Tyler, Hourman, and Diana Lance, Black Yeah, Mary. and
3: it's and it and it is Diana as as Wonder Woman, not Hippolyta. Right, and so that's your sometimes you your swap team. them out.
1: And they are going to be sent into the war to stop Hitler, who is chasing not only world domination but also these mystical artifacts like the Ark of the Covenant, which was a real thing that happened. He was really into the occult and wanted mm-hmm. to find those, those artifacts. So oh, high, um, love the open. Loved the credit sequence, which was like a film. It had act- the actors uh, you know, on screen, which is something that they almost never do. I don't think they have maybe never done that.
2: It was so fun. It was so old-timey.
1: Yeah. Like it a newsreel. looked like a newsreel. And then we get ready action in the present day in which, like I said, Barry and Iris go to Metropolis on a, on a little romantic vacation. Of course, Brainiac attacks, which causes the, Flash, the first Flash Superman team-up in that world. And, um, in the course of trying to see a Superman from a kryptonite bullet, the flash runs really, really fast and ends up going back in time, uh, to the 1940s through the help, I guess, of Dr. Fate or does he, or does he? And, uh, that leads to the f- modern day Barry Allen team up with the justice society as they fight the Nazis overall thoughts. Overall, what did you guys think? Feelings?
3: I think this was a sort of messy script, but like it's not it, it, it wasn't as tight as some of these are mm-hmm. but fun and had things that genuinely surprised me. Yes. Like it was
1: oh. There's a twist <laughs> reveal that genuinely I was surprised by.
3: There's there's a couple of them in there. An Aquaman one where I felt like a just like a normal viewer who's <laughs> like doesn't know comic books or anything. It was just like watching one was like, "Oh, that's bad."
2: and we know they're not viewers i enjoyed this i had fun with it i really enjoy seeing movies where some of these lesser known characters get a moment in Mm -hmm. the spotlight um i I had issues i'm not without issues on this one so i think this will be a good discussion because i have plenty of things to talk about that i liked and a few things that i have uh that are a little bit more critical thoughts
1: yeah i think my my feelings are along your both lines i thought I really liked the first two acts a lot. And it's it's, it's almost mm. the same review as the Superman Man of Tomorrow, including the kaiju fight at the end. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Which I was a little like, you wait gotta, a minute, we're, we're doing
1: get, this again? We just did this. We
2: gotta do something about the kaiju.
1: I thought the first two acts that was basically really focused on the JSA in Europe fighting the Nazis was terrific. I loved everything yeah. about it. I loved the characters I love the voices I love the characterizations I loved the slightly different Hawkman who was a little bit like Black Adam I loved his relationship with Black Canary whether or not it was romantic or not you can decide for yourself I loved everything about it then they left that part and they were gonna go to America on the submarine and they run into Aquaman and his uh, angry Atlanteans and I was like oh, I don't really like this as much and then um, it still had great character stuff but then it turned to a big kaiju fight and I was like oh we just did this in the same shared universe movie Literally yeah. we just did this. And so then I didn't I, I thought the first two acts I was like this is incredible. I love this movie. And then this, by yeah. the third act if I was you, like if eh. you like
3: your if, if if you love some some Nazi punching. Yeah. And they're nice enough to do it without a bunch of quips in it too. Yeah. I thought it was I was actually I was very impressed that they gave it the weight they, that it deserves. They gave it <laughs> they gave it the weight and they came up with new and fun ways of punching Nazis <laughs> and it just focused on the action yeah. and they weren't falling back on the crutch of of dialogue right. of making jokes and, and things like that so that was really uh, I thought wholesome and good
1: it was great and I thought the, the fight choreography and those things especially the way Jay Garrick would run around and punch Nazis really fast was great there's some
3: great sound effects too
1: <laughs> Black Canary's powers were used in a fun way and I love Wonder Woman. You know, she's she's very much the gal Gadot Wonder Woman.
3: Wonder Woman is awesome. And the stonokatic,
1: yeah, uh, doing
3: uh, a, a a thick uh, Eastern European accent for Wonder Woman. It's a, you know, it's a slightly different characterization. But I thought I was trying to think. Even if you account for the the recent live action stuff, I mean, there's some good Wonder Woman action in those. Aside from her, just like. Blowing apart sides of buildings for no reason. <laughs> I feel like this is one of the best showcases for just Wonder Woman's raw strength. Yeah, like she is powerful in this. Like this, this puts Wonder Woman over in uh, in this movie. Like she she has a fight with Aquaman later on, mm-hmm. and she's doing the thing where like she you know wraps her thighs around his head and like does the twist thing. Yeah. And sometimes, and you just think of the Simpsons for that. But like this was like no, that would hurt if she did that to you. Um, just very physical stuff and, and thoughtful choreography.
1: There was a whole sequence in the beginning that was very reminiscent of the World War One famous trench yeah. scene in the first film, where she goes out in slow motion against her by herself against tanks and Nazis with machine guns, and she takes them all out methodically and brutally. And even had a very similar score. It was very. Yeah, they, consciously they're definitely recalling. going on that Hans Zimmer. Yeah, and it, like 18. I said, the characterization of her. And I don't. Is this the first time we've seen her like this kind of? accented wonder woman in animation in animation
3: maybe Since i mean the, the closest would be like the um new frontier wonder woman she's not accented right. there but
1: what i mean is post Gal Gadot, like the post strong, Gal Gadot, like this is like the first yeah. one where like they're really going in on that movie characterization which i think is great because it's a good one um ryan did you like the uh the the europe scenes the sequences there
2: yeah totally i mean it's just good solid fun world war ii nazi punch in action I liked I did like I did like that um I felt like they almost leaned into all the characters who are blonde and blue-eyed, like, everyone just assumes they're Nazis. <laughs> like, Wonder Woman's like, Barry Allen, you must be a Nazi. <laughs> 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 she's like, only w- he has to prove himself so many times before she's like, alright, I guess you're not a Nazi, you Aryan fast guy.
3: <laughs> Basically, she's like picking him up by the scruff of his neck and like
2: I thought I was great. very, I thought I was very clever the, the whole Shakespeare thing I thought we were gonna get some Alfred Pennyworth World War II
1: action and I was bummed we did not. They got me. I, I feel stupid for it getting got because it's it's Superman, but the big reveal is their embedded reporter who they call Shakespeare is Clark Kent, and you and you wonder, well, well how is that possible? As uh, part of the the mystery reveal later, but it got they got me. Yeah,
3: and then he he mentions like his uh, Jonathan and Martha Kent, Ken, yeah, or his parents. They died. He was raised in an orphanage, and you're like, right. how does this skew with the time? <laughs> well,
2: so so in the earliest in the earliest comics for folks who haven't read all the golden age stuff, Clark Kent is raised in an orphanage. Jonathan and Martha Kent are not introduced until later. It's a bit of a retcon that Clark Kent was raised by the kindly farm couple. And so Mm -hmm. they, they they shifted it slightly to say that Jonathan and Martha died. And that's why he went to the orphanage. Where in, in the original comics, he actually was, the, the ship was recovered by an orphanage and that's where he was raised the whole time. So that actually was kind of a cool callback to some very early Superman mythology, which I thought was cool. Um, but is the, yeah. So I thought the, I, I thought I, the I,
1: script was really good for the first two acts, like a th- stuff like that was smart. Um, I loved Hawkman. Uh, he was sort of more reserved. You normally they make Hawkman like really bellicose yeah, and angry. Yeah. And here he's sort of very in my notes reserved. Have,
3: he's like really soft spoken.
1: Yeah, I liked that a lot. He was great, mm-hmm. and I loved his part. Yeah, it, like like it, 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 it was jarring and first. carried a big pace. Huh. Yeah, played by Omid Abtahi. Who's a face you recognize from a lot of things? He he was really good. Again, I really liked the partnership with Dinah. It was it was uh, you know you don't normally get that team up, but yeah, that was great. So the question becomes, how is Barry going to get home? And also, what's happening is that he and Jay have reduced powers because they're both pulling from the Speed Force. Even though Barry, Barry doesn't know about the Speed Force, again, this is very early on in their careers. And well, this
2: is that was another thing that 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 got in my head that I couldn't get rid of. Is why did Barry Allen name himself the Flash if this is a world where Barry Allen wasn't inspired by the Jay Garrick comics? Because
1: he goes fast. It's a yeah, a chicken and egg me. thing. And that's the question: is he doesn't know who these people are,
3: right? So that's that. Or it's that's, like a, a transparent aluminum thing,
1: <laughs> right? Maybe, yeah, exactly. Um, so the the computer, so. He doesn't know who these characters are. He doesn't know who Wonder Woman is. Wonder Woman's Diana Prince. So the whole time you're thinking, wait a minute. Well, how, does that mean there's no Diana Prince in the present, or is she just not an mortal? Um, and so, in, in his attempt to get home, they ha- they 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 run into Doctor Fate, who's being held captive in a Bavarian castle, and um, who was the little blonde character? They never was identified? that supposed
2: to be Commandi.
1: I thought that's what I thought.
2: It looks commandy esque, but.
3: Commander is not immortal. Superman shirt, which ties in with the commandy
1: short, which is also commandy, is not immortal.
3: Uh, Right,
2: but he maybe maybe he got, but he wouldn't have to be immortal. He'd have to get thrown back in time. And it wasn't the whole
1: shirt; it was it was the uniform, the whole Superman uniform. Right. Anyway, the point
3: is, I know it's I know it's not a direct thing, but I thought like
1: I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be somebody, but they never said who it was. It was a very small cast of characters.
2: That that sequence where they're in the, the castle really made me want a JSA Wolfenstein-style
3: <laughs> game. Exact, that's exactly where my head went. When they did the <laughs> establishing shot of like basically Castle Wolfenstein, I was yep. like, oh, this is going to be a cool like final showdown in Castle Wolfenstein. And then, no, we're doing kaiju stuff again. No, there's
1: a whole other <laughs> act to go. So the reveal at the castle is twofold. One is that Shakespeare is Superman. And I cannot tell you how disappointed i was that when he shows up later on he still didn't have he the, shaved mustache. the mustache i was like we're going to get some sweet clark gable superman action and it was not to be um, it was yeah and then is the reveal that, do
3: we think that's any kind of a joke about the- henry cavill
2: i hadn't yeah. put that together but maybe that's funny Possibly. that's a good that's a good thought paul i like that
1: and then the other reveal the main the big one is that barry didn't run into the past he ran to earth 2 so, as we know also from right. the comics, so it's, the JSA was Earth, on Earth 2 versus JLA. Of course, everyone thinks the Earth is Earth, Earth 1, but...
3: Also to France. He ran to France as well.
1: Right, France on Earth 2. So, that's why uh, he's never heard of the JSA. That's why Wonder Woman is here and not, you know, in his presence. So, that's the big reveal there.
3: Yeah, it's kind of, there's kind of like a little bit of convolution there that it's like a few plot contrivances just to...
2: I don't know. Well, See, it's, it's frustrating because they, you know, they recognize early in, in actual, like right when he gets back in time, uh, the scientist characters, Our Man and Jake Garrick, are both just like, okay, we fully accept these guys from the future, so we have to take all the necessary precautions. Right. Um, I know not we live in a society with. where taking precautions is not, you know, it's not in vogue right now, but sometimes you take precautions so that bad things don't happen. It's right. this thing we do sometimes. Um, and, and they're like all about not messing up the future, by making sure Barry Allen's is contained. And then they kind of like just drop that when they come to the realization that he's from an alternate future and not their future necessarily. But they seem to just kind of take that on faith in a way that I was like, man, this is a lot of hand waving. First
3: off, how dare you for bringing, we live in a society to this podcast. <laughs> this is a wholesome place. Um, Two, Ryan, how did you feel when Jay described the speed force as being like photosynthesis?
2: I mean, I did. That's not in my in my head canon, That's not how the Speed Force works. But I also right. understand that Jay Garrick is coming from a 1940s level of you know science education, even as a, a well-educated person. So uh, I'll accept Jay's. That's his theory. It's sort of like that idea that um, there were some Jedi that did believe that midi were stop, stop, stop. where the force came from. No. but like those Jedi were just stop. wrong.
3: Hit you on the nose with a rolled-up newspaper. No.
1: Listen, Jay got his powers from hard water.
3: That's right. So They needed to mention that more.
1: Um, and Listen, it's, it's convoluted, but I like the idea of incorporating Earth 1 Earth 2 because that's a very com- classic DC idea. And they wanted to figure out a way to inspire the modern heroes without having them take place in the past. I, it it that, wasn't that, that, the that, most that, elegant, but I, the, the reveal struck me. Yeah, I, went, I, just, I literally went, whoa, on the couch when I was watching it when they announced that.
2: It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't the biggest science faux pas I had watching this. Okay. So, the biggest science faux pas was. I'm pretty sure you can't throw depth charges up and still have them explode. Yeah. Pretty sure they only explode at depth. depth
1: yeah. Mm. They're not like grenades. How, no, they're, they're designed they're to go, like go off at a certain depth of water, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: But, so I was like, I don't think that would work. Yeah, I, before I forget, the science thing that did bother me was the um, the crab kaiju.
2: I am such a fan of fast crab. I call him fast it crab. It was pretty funny. Yeah, the crab chasing Jake Eric was, was
3: like, pretty funny. It yeah. was just like they zoomed him across the screen. Like he just <laughs> zoomed like, through, like, through buildings. Looked
2: like, I mean, I know this is They didn't animated. animate
3: the little spinnerets.
2: Yeah. They didn't like the way it was animated was so cheap that it made it look like somebody had taken like bad stop motion and dropped it in the middle of this animated exactly. movie we were watching. And I just oh man, fast crab is my favorite, is my favorite I, character in this out loud. whole thing. I
3: would w- looked I had, ridiculous.
2: I had so much fun with Fast Crab.
1: I love a crab that can keep up with the flash. So they free Dr. Fate. They find out that Shakespeare is Clark Kent and he's Superman. Defeat the Nazis in that in that base. They they decode this code, which is why they had Doctor Fate. They find the coordinates to the Bermuda Triangle, so they go there in a submarine, and that's where the movie kind of goes off the rails a little bit. And yeah. they run into some Atlanteans who save them from the depth charge grenades. And they go to. I was kind of annoyed that they just named this guy Advisor. He was never a character, but yeah, they, they meet aquaman's evil advisor that was
3: something i wanted to look up like is there a like a one-off character from like the 40s that's just called the advisor maybe and he's just like a super powerful telepathic influencer or
1: something i
2: feel like i've listened to enough tom versus podcasts I like I that i would that. know you
3: would know
1: <laughs> he's basically worm tongue to aquaman aquaman's been yeah taken over. Like, he's
3: it's more like he's a like a trope, he's yeah, he's worm tongue, a, J- a Jafar type.
1: Yeah, or, so uh, you know. they have to deal with the fact that at first the Atlanteans seem like they're going to help them, but in fact uh, Aquaman is. And if, I'll be honest, a very disturbing scene: uh, hails Hitler,
3: yeah, he, uh, with the hand and everything. Yeah, like, he does whoa, the thing. and that's I'm sitting up. there in my living room. Oh no!
1: And so the Aquaman and the Atlanteans are tools of the Nazis, and that leads to a giant fight. I guess in Florida. <laughs> with uh, the JSA and Flash, they said Eastern Seaboard. That was all they said. Well, that would be the other point on the triangle. So I assume that's where they were. And then, And all the while I'm thinking Superman about landlocked Germany, yeah, <laughs> and their relationship with Atlantis. Well, they you know they had to get across to to the east. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh then they fight. Then then that's when the giant Kaiju shows up, and I literally went, "Oh, come on!" And and it is it is the
3: like one of the Featured kaiju from Pacific Rim, it is that kaiju.
2: Well, there's there's three kaiju. There's the the manta man- like ray one. Then there's like the walking walk, walking octopus, octopus, and then there's fast uh, there's fast crab.
3: Well, the, the big one. Yeah,
2: the big one's yeah, the, walking
3: octopus. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah, there was Walk-tops. there was a lot going on, um, but it led to some good things. I thought, like, I really liked uh, the Hawkman's death scene with. Yep. Black Canary, and then her reaction to it was really really great, I thought. I loved anytime time that Barry and Jay worked together. Um, Yeah.
2: This movie makes a strong case for the whole... If you had the flash on your team, everyone else is almost redundant. Like you kind of just need them for distraction until flash has time to deal with everything. Like it's good that they depowered both flashes a little bit because otherwise they really didn't need much help. <laughs> throughout Guys, the I
3: love I love our man with imposter syndrome. Yeah. I just love it's, our man. It's like I'm just so useless. I'm only good for an hour and
2: <laughs> I love the idea of like your team has Captain America for an hour at a time once a day yes. and that's it. And then Captain America goes away. the question is <laughs>
1: When can he when when to take the pill, right? Is it too early? It's too late. Oh, like, I that's... would be
2: so bad I would be so bad with that power set because I would be the guy who's holding out. Like i my arm would be falling off and people would be like, Ryan, take the pill, we need you for the hour. I'd be like, no, there might be something worse in right. two hours. It's very much wait.
3: a like a Dungeons and Dragons construct where it's like, do I use one of my transformations now? Do I go Berserker now or wait? Yeah. Right. How much longer is this session? Are we I gonna kinda... get
2: a short rest or a long rest? Right.
3: So Ah, uh, there's also a great moment where the flying manta ray uh, falls onto Steve Trevor's tank or something, mm-hmm. and Steve, and God, um, he, <laughs> I, I didn't rewind it to check, but I think he, like, in that moment, Steve Trevor goes, "Shit!" Like he says <laughs> the weirdest line, read just as this monster falls on him.
1: So Steve Trevor dies in the fight. Hawkman dies in the fight. Not from that; he gets um, impaled by uh, the right. tribe. But in, in the giant Indian fight, advisor. in the giant yeah. battle, he gets killed by the advisor. Yeah. Uh, so Steve
2: Trevor, voiced by Chris Diamantopoulos, the uh, aka Isotope from Invincible.
3: Yes, and fifteen other characters from.
2: <laughs> well, sure, but I mean, that, <laughs> I think we
3: all know. No, I'm just saying that guy is Isotope's amazing. The real he does star a lot of different show. parts in season one of Invincible. Uh,
1: I thought great voice cast. I thought yeah. Matt Bomer was oh, a yeah. great Flash. I thought uh, Darren Chris is good Superman. Astana Caddick is a great Wonder Woman. You had I've all...
2: only seen Matt Bomer in Season 3 of The Sinner. I have no other... He was good, but I would never have thought to cast him as Superman. And he did a pretty good job. No, he was Flash. He was Flash. Flash. Oh, my, my apologies.
3: Yes, Flash.
1: Matthew Mercer was our man. A lot of pros here. A lot of a lot yeah. of folks no who clunkers.
3: have done this thing a bunch of times. Like video games, yeah. animation...
1: No clunkers and a very tight cast. Uh, Armin Taylor was Jay Garrick. Uh, Alicia Ritaru was Black Canary. Liam. McCanary I have, I have
2: one criticism of the Black Canary. It's not her performance. It mm-hmm. is the sometimes when they do animated versions of characters who have like sonic powers, the sonicness of it is feels completely artificial. And in this movie they chose that option as opposed to. I have a preference to when someone with a power set like Black Canary, I want it to actually sound like the character yelling, mm. and they didn't do that, and, and they end up leaning pretty heavily into her powers, and I think you could have even found story reasons for it to shift from being a more artificial-sounding power to a more visceral human Oh, for it power.
3: sounding like a sound effect and not just her voice. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, no, I do
2: absolute nitpick it's just whenever i I see a character with a power like that i always i think it loses a bit of its humanity to have it kind of just sound like a sound effect artificial as opposed to that that character actually yelling in anguish or fury or or just yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and so with the day saved and aquaman turned back to good jay garrick thrusts Barry back into the Speed Force where he returns. I really
2: like the little the little shove yeah. Jay gave Barry yeah. while for are running together. <laughs> Get out of here, kid.
1: And then he returns right when he leaves in a Back to the Future type moment. And this is, I think, the most false note in the whole movie was he catches the bullet meant for yep. Superman, turns around and throws it right into Brainiac's head and kills him. And both Superman and he go, cool, good job, we saved cool. the day. Like Superman, Superman who doesn't want to kill people despite what Zack Snyder says, uh, yep. was like, great job, Flash. It's like, he just murdered Brainiac. Like, I get, you know, he was like, Brainiac. Like, it's but...
3: Brainiac. Like, it's, you know, he's not, I mean, in this, he looks like, he looks like a space ghost villain in this. Like, he, like, he looks like, like an old man. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of different take. We've seen so many. In these past 41 movies, we've yeah. probably seen at least 17 versions of Brainiac. Yeah and i I love it i love seeing different versions of brainiac but like yeah he throws that thing into his brain like that (laughs) thing goes right between the eyes basically and i don't know if the thought maybe in the script was like oh he's gonna be more of a robot but like when you throw something like a have a hero throw a bullet into somebody's like forehead Humanoid looking head.
1: No, he's bleeding. Like it That's wasn't. Strong, it wasn't a yeah. robot. It was. He lived there and he had blood coming out of that wound. Like it was. I mean,
3: it is. Yeah. It is a kill shot though. And like it was like whoa. A little bit of gravity here.
1: Yeah. And before was, we just high five. And they sort of high five and they decide they're hey, going to. we form should the, have a club. Form the Justice League and and. Uh, it's, it, that that I weird. will
3: say, even though it's a jarring transition between the two things, it's very adorable when they form their club. It's it yeah. is very like fourth grade.
1: Did you guys like Barry's costume? More specifically, the mask. Future Boy's costume? Future Boy's costume. Sorry, Future Boy. I thought he looked weird
3: in some shots yes. because of the mask. If that's the, what you're getting at. I didn't mind so the nose.
1: That's Leading the... the nose. Witness. Yeah, the mouth, but like the whole mouth opening has too many angles. That was my main problem. Yeah. The nose was very reminiscent of uh, the, the Flash costume from the 90s TV show, which I didn't necessarily hate. But then it had too many cutouts. Was yeah, weird.
3: and then to have the hu- like the human eyes behind it instead yeah. of just having white eyes. I
2: like that's I like a very human very class.
3: that's a very very yeah. mask. Sure, I'm, yes, but you know I don't know in terms it's, of animation. And then it's
2: sort of sort of the you know the next scene after him and Superman shaking from their club is is he finally goes back to Iris with mm. the ring that. Uh, Steve kept trying to give to Diana and the the thing I kept getting back to is I know I missed out on the Invincible show, you guys did a great job, thanks for bringing in the adjunct uh, Flanagan <laughs> uh-huh. uh, in my stead but seeing another animated superhero sequence that's about relationship between a superhero and a normal person and they're trying to make it work and like Invincible does a pretty good job of making the case over and over again why that just simply can't really work, and then to have them just sort of gloss over it and be like, "Let's get married, yay!" and this one, I was
3: kind of yeah. <laughs> it
2: just it was a funny juxtaposition uh, g- given you know the, the 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 timing in which those two things both came out.
1: Overall, there was some real dodgy bits, especially in the third act. But I, I, overall, I really liked watching it. It just I wish it had stayed focused on the war. Yeah, I think we
3: all went in. With pretty high expectations yes. for this one Yes Like higher than usual
1: Yes You bought it You never buy these You rent them. I, I
3: bought it
1: I would watch this again though I, That's how much I love the first oh, two yeah. acts And the JSA characterizations I would definitely watch this again
2: Sure
1: Totally worth it And so let's move on We'll do ratings at the end Let's move on to Hashtag
3: Fast Crab The,
1: the Fast You've Crab was again. awesome It's
3: so silly
1: <laughs> The Showcase Short So Ryan you would not have seen This Showcase Short correct? Never do and Paul decided that he was going to buy the disc this time because the only way to get the shorts is to buy the disc, and this short was, command, command, god damn it, commandy. My whole life you it was commandy, and you just you just can't t- change it in your head. Yeah. Commandy, the last boy on earth. Commandy. Which I thought was terrific.
3: I think this is, and it's weird because I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I bought this disc. I I will probably not watch this again. I'll, I'll probably watch the feature again and then because I have the disk in then mm-hmm. I'll watch the commandy feature again but like you, you kind of watch it once and you're you're good but I think from where go this is such a lovely tribute to Kirby
1: oh yeah the opening shot is totally him his background his uh I mean Kirby, it's, yeah, that, it's that it's that cover yeah
3: and it's in that style and the lines are so thick and then you go into it and it kind it, that kind of Evens out after a while.
1: Yeah, the thickness does, but the the facial designs. while it wasn't as blocky as Kirby. They definitely the, they had the Kirby noses um, and the mouths more yeah. so than the neural animation. I need to back up for a second. I'm confused by what you said. Did you say yeah, okay. you would never watch the commandy one again, or the feature again? I just, I just no.
3: I, I would, I would watch them again. But I'm just thinking realistically. Mm-hmm. It's this was like the first time I've used like a physical disc right. to watch something right. in months. I see. So, like, it's it's very rare for me to do. like i was trying to
1: figure out list. your feelings on cause, like the, the the vibe I got was you didn't like I the liked Command-y. It. I liked it, but it's like, and it's
3: it's one of those things where it's like, I, I watch the premiere of a TV show, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch the rest of the series, and I never do.
1: Right. Well, it ends on a, I mean, I would love to get more of it. I, I really liked it. I that thought,
3: is what I would like. Yeah, I think It would be these, cool if they did a, series. It's
1: basically Commandy and his his tiger buddy and some other people who get caught by the you know the animal overlords and they what's have his to, name Ben. It's a double B name. Yeah, they have to go through a, cha- a series of challenges to win the prize, and the, the person who you know successfully goes through uh, will win the prize. And uh, Commandy, of course, wins, and the prize is Superman's tunic, and he goes off to find On his, his giant click clack. Benjamin Boxer, Boxer, Boxer is the ben guy. Boxer. He's the, the robot guy.
3: And, yeah, he's, like, he can turn into different, or, can, yeah, I guess he just turns into a robot. Like
1: but a, I, thought it, I thought it was fun. I thought the ending guy. was awesome with the Superman shirt. Commandy, you know, going off to, he's not going to give up. He's going to try to find Superman. And it ends on a, not a cliffhanger, but basically an open-ended ending.
3: Yeah, I just, I love how, you know, like, gung-ho Johnny Quest the character is. Yeah. and.
1: His his goofy himbo
3: long hair like surfer boy look looking thing and then like I, I love all the animal people I mean that's why I love community I, lo- I love that it's like okay there's tiger people and then there's an uh, that that map is what I love yeah the map of the world and then it's broken up into the gorilla people and the dog people and. I, I, I think if there's
2: if there's one thing that connects the pick of the week show to the animation brain trust, it's
3: the love of a good map. A fantasy I mean, come map. On. It's one of the best. <laughs> it's one it's of important the I mean, to have I'm, maps. I'm, I'm counting like Tolkien's hand drawn stuff. Yeah, maps that's, like are... really well thought out and considers like the phases of the moon. I would take Kirby's crazy ass map with <laughs> like oversized Madagascar or whatever and all that. All that just weird ideas that he. I don't know.
1: Do you feel good about having bought it? Yeah. You're okay with it? You don't feel yeah. like you made a mistake?
3: Yeah, I'm not gonna buy all of these. No, no, like, no, no, I, no.
1: I'm not I'm not getting back into the no habit of buying each no one's one. Thinking Connor, that. Connor, sometimes you make a mistake. Sometimes you make a mistake and you got to just make that mistake. Sometimes you make a mistake. I thought it was fun. I thought it was really fun. I thought the ending was great. I thought the animation was 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 good. I thought the designs were as Kirby-esque as we were going to get in like that kind of animation situation. The
3: crazy rat people and they're gross and it, it, it reminded me a lot of the um was it the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon? I'm probably getting the wrong. It's it's the one where he goes to another planet.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
2: Oh, uh, Spider-Man Unlimited!
3: Yeah, that's the one, and it, it's of? very kind of rough looking. That was a,
2: that was the High you, Evolutionary, I believe. Yes,
3: so a lot of similarities with sure. Animal People. So it made me think of that, and that was a fun, weird show, and I love that they did that. And that's a fun it thing like to go weird, on Wikipedia. Like and a weird read web about. cape. Yeah, mm. it's just strange. It's, it it's, was strange. It, it was a risky thing for them to do, and. So I, I would I would love to see this as like a series of c- Commandy on his giant grasshopper creature.
1: Yeah, it'd be awesome. but and find I, Superman. Live in our memories. I mean, if
2: you... Paul, are you? Far, you're probably not far enough south that you're going to about to be hit with a trillion cicadas that you can My uncle was this? asking
3: me about that, and I feel like they've said that the cicadas are not going to hit our particular area that hard. I think you're
2: safe from from brood X. The worst. I'm in the heart of it. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm about to be dealing with a trillion bugs flying around screaming for sex until they die.
3: We, we get um, cicada <laughs> so killer break. wasps in our lawn,
1: Whereas and I, I just
3: leave them Thursday. alone. So my <laughs> neighbor's afraid of them.
1: <laughs> well. I liked it. I thought it was a real solid short. Yeah. It, it really worked really well. So let's move on. I actually wasn't going to watch the featurette on Long Halloween cuz I've already seen the trailer and I sometimes I feel like this featurette spoiled too much, but I mm-hmm. actually ended up watching it and really liked it and made actually really made me excited for the movie. Yeah,
3: it, me too. I, I was like I was like I, yeah, I, 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 um, Long Halloween is not among my favorite Batman stories, but I definitely love the art. And I was curious to see how that would translate. So I think without aping it all of the time, every frame, stylistically, aesthetically, I think they really capture something of the Tim Sale art.
1: It's the same style. Again, it's the heavy black outlines that we're having in this new era of uh, animation. It's less in the moment-to-moment. No, I'm just saying it's it's also the, the similar. It doesn't look like jsa or justice society but it has the same heavy black heavy black outlines as the as the art style
3: and i I think it's like the it's in the atmosphere like they're they're going hard on the the noirish look they showed some cityscapes of gotham that were just really pretty
1: yeah it looks great it looks really looks really not
3: the color palette looks spot on big blocky characters
1: and a good voice cast yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not always thrilled by these part one and part two. I understand why they do it. There's too much story, but you know, it just means it's hard. Part one's ultimately unsatisfying because you're only getting like an act and a half of a story and then you have to wait for the second part.
2: Yeah, and the other thing that I have found that I've been frustrated by is when they adapt stories that are supposed to be <sighs> a mystery. Mm-hmm. They The last couple like of ones we've reviewed... I've rewritten the ending in a way that I'm like, well, I'm I'm glad I didn't just know the ending going into it, but most of the time it's been so long since I've read these comics, you could just pretty much straight up adapt <laughs> them, and I probably wouldn't remember that well, because they also did it with um, Gotham by Gaslight. They completely right. changed yeah. the mm-hmm. big reveal. And so I'm looking forward to it in that era. It's a story I remember enjoying. I'm probably not going to have time to reread it before the movie comes out. So I think it would be great if they just adapted it in a straightforward way, but I, they have a tendency to change parts of the mystery in ways that I don't think work as well. And they, they speak to
3: that.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to do that, but they did say in this trailer that this is the most faithful adaptation they've done.
3: But they also say that they changed some things around. Oh, yeah, for sure. You said even if you've it's read chaos, the book, chaos. you will still be surprised.
1: Yeah, it's going to be hush all over again, I, I, I'm sure. Hmm. But we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to reread it because I haven't read The Long Halloween in two decades, probably. My memory of Long came out
3: was that, reading it in graphic novel form and collected form, you notice that it was written as a serial, right? Because they keep recapping things that have happened, and you're like, "Yeah, I know. I read that <laughs> just read it five pages ago."
1: Yeah,
3: and it's so they keep recapping. They're like, "I think it's in Batman's narration." If, if memory serves, it's been a while, but. Mm. I remember thinking like, oh, binge reading this is not how you're technically supposed to have read this.
2: But I also right. feel like Long Halloween came out at sort of in sort of the peak of the character narration in dialogue box, not in the Thought Balloon mm-hmm. thing. Like there was just a ton of that happening then. Like it felt like every series you read had uh, the main character thinking through the entire plot in, in caption boxes. As the And that's something topic.
3: that's easily addressed in an adaptation like this. That's it's also just like a style can, of you comic
2: just, you don't see yeah, as much anymore, hmm. I think.
3: Uh. But I, th- I think it it looks just really atmospheric and and kind of cool. And uh, at, I I think maybe this might be the ideal situation where it's something that I didn't I didn't love, but I didn't like hate either. And they're going to make changes to it. So it's just keeping the best, like the stuff that I like, the the artistic stuff that I liked from it. And Calendar Man looks super creepy. Yeah, he did.
1: Good voice cast they had showed. When they first announced it, I wasn't super psyched, but I was like, after it was over, I was like, oh, I, I don't yeah. See it's that.
3: Like, the more you hear, about, I was like, oh yeah, I, I could see that. Titus Wellover.
1: Titus Welliver, the the late Nye Rivera. Yeah, was just sad to see. Josh Duhamel as Harvey Dent. Billy Burke is. Is that how you
2: say his last name?
1: I don't know, do him out. That's how Connor does. How I, do. I, like
2: I don't I legitimately. my mom le- asked me the other day because he's married to Fergie, right?
3: Right. He, he
1: was. I don't know if he still is.
3: Well, of all the things I don't know, that's a thing that is in my head forever. That <laughs> I just know that.
1: Jensen Ackles is Batman. I thought he was sounded good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Billy Burke is Gordon, as I said, and Troy Baker is Joker. Well we'll we'll get into that all. We're not I'm not gonna critique anything based off of a feature. We'll see how it plays out when we actually watch it. Uh,
3: Titus Wellover is uh, Falcone. And I just i just like seeing Titus Wellover in things because I know he's a huge nerd. He's crazy. And he's got a bunch of hot toys in his house. He's Bosch. He's Bosch. I love Bosch.
1: Anyway, I'm excited. I'm legitimately excited for it. It comes out in June. It comes out pretty quick. At the end of the preview, they're like, look for it. Yeah, I love that. It's a, they it's, didn't have a date. It's a, a really said, terrible tagline. Just look for screen. it. Just look around yeah, and maybe you'll find it.
2: Of not giving us a release date when Calendar Man is in the movie. Well,
1: the irony of them har- having already announced it. Normally, you don't know the release date, but it's been announced. Like, it's it's out there. It's June. If I could
3: change anything, I would. when they have Look For It real big on the screen, I'd have Fast Crab go shooting across the screen. <laughs> like, or, like, 3D shooting right at you.
1: Oh, man, that was funny. Fast Crab was funny. Let's be honest. Let's all be honest.
3: They didn't animate the legs. He just...
1: Uh, when does it come out? I'm looking it up right now. Look for it! June 22nd is when the disc comes out for Batman The Long Halloween, so we'll be reviewing it sometime mm-hmm. around that point. So it's pretty quick. Pretty-
3: I like that we're getting more and more opportunities to come together as the Animation Brain Trust
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, and talk about this stuff. Correct. And,
2: Sorry and I missed this but I basically would have just... Re- you could have just played whatever connor said twice and that would have been a pretty good approximation of where i was at
1: with invincible all so we're 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 in a good spot i enjoyed invincible i enjoyed justice society for all of its problems i'm looking forward to long halloween now here's where it gets tough i spent a lot of time thinking about this after watching that the movie to get to ratings on justice society world war ii ratings out of five stars I can go first if you guys need some time. Go ahead. Here's how I broke it down. I gave the <laughs> first two acts a 4.5, and I gave the third act a 3. And so that mathematically comes to a 4. Did I, you what?
2: weight that? Like, is it is the first two-thirds weighted
1: appropriately against the last third? Well, I, I, I added them up, so I figured the total score was 12, and then divided by 3. Well, oh, that's okay. That's fair but I feel like four might be slightly too high because I do think third act is kind of tough. So I mm. might go 3.9. Oh, 3.9. Okay.
3: 3.9. I'm oh. going, I'm going 3.4. If Ooh. we're getting that granular.
1: Ooh, I think I'm going to go 4.1. Ooh,
2: just to, just to average out Connor's 3.9. <laughs> wow.
1: Look at that. Oh, listen, I think it's worth watching, especially if you're a JSA yes. fan, just to watch, just to see the JSA on, the screen. I mean, again, we've seen them on the screen other times, but just to see them in their own animated film, I think the best part of the film is the JSA itself, the characterization, oh, yes. the action. If you're a JSA fan, it's you're worth it's worth checking down and watching. I'm sure it'll come to HBO Max eventually.
2: Just, just Watch go get it. yourself an hour of Hour
1: Man. You deserve it. <laughs> and then we'll be Fun back. Music, fast crabs, fast crabs. Just, mm-mm. we will be back in less than a, about a month for Batman: Long Halloween until that time i am connor i'm paul
2: paul i'm looking at the maps and you you i think you might get some broodex i'll send you some recipes but i think it's important just to remember that on my world the s stands for shakespeare
1: (laughs) you were so excited to get to that point weren't you I mean, I thought it was an okay joke. It was a good joke. I'm not really saying that.
2: Because he couldn't jam, the captain seemed to understand. Because the next day the cap went out and drafted a band. And now the company jumps when he plays reveille. He's the boogie-woogie bugle bar of company B. A toot, a toot, a tootie yeah, lad, a tootie blows it into the bar. In boogie rhythm, he can't blow a note unless the bass and guitar is playing with him. He makes a company jump when he plays Reveille. He's the boogie-boogie bugle boy of Company B.